I didn't get it. It was gross. Okay. But then I also drank my uh, my warm tea with it. Ew! Why'd you do that with a Twizzler? That's awfully judgmental. I know, but gross. This, we're not about judgment here, and I'm getting attacked for using a Twizzler tea and with Twizzlers. That's they don't. Don't judge me. It's it was this really nice hibiscus tea, positive energy. It was from some brand that tea. I should remember. Actually, I just want to get rid of this. I, I want to. I want to live up to my name, Peter T. Bags, and start drinking more tea. Like, that's like just, you know, like you go grab a whole bunch of leaves and just like throw it in like a ball like we used to do for your mother's milk tea. Oh, that was... If I drank mother's milk tea, would I lactate? That's I probably know. a really stupid question. I don't know. Would you right now? I don't know. Hmm, mental note. Okay. Weird. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about first times. Yay. First okay. times. Because most often first times are not a yay. <laughs> yeah, there's I a lot say. of them that are just not really pleasant. Was yours pleasant? Mine was... As pleasant as could be for... Mine was interrupted. Oh, no. Uh, but we'll get to that story in a little bit. Let's back it up a little bit. Because before, most people have... I mean, I guess this wasn't true for you. If we're going in order of first times, your first sexual experience wasn't masturbation, was it? Uh-uh. Mine would have been, but... No, mine was sex first. Which is... You... Doesn't really matter if you get off. <laughs> so interesting. So interesting. Because I was hyper fixated on sex because of masturbation. Be I hmm. discovered this thing and it was like, holy moly. I was really confused by the end bit. Like, right there at the end. I was think I was 13. Wow. I knew what it was before I did it, but, like, I was still right. confused. Like, even when I had sexual encounters with people, I I was always grabbing their hand to put it there. I, I never really explored hmm. my body like that. Interesting. So, what led you to this discovery this like I what was horny as fuck and alone okay so it's it was it became the necessity uh, arose so up to this point little player mj yeah so i didn't had, need I mean, to is what I, you're saying is that well she struts not, across the room <laughs> that's not true because i never really the boyfriend i had at the time like we were always trying to hide the fact that we were having sex right so when we had sex, it's not like I was getting off in those moments. He was. And then it was over. Because, because of your religious upbringing. Yes. So we had to rush and get it over with. Which he shared. Yeah. And there was no way that I was ever going to get off in those moments. And so I would say it was probably that build up over, you know, years of constant excitement and then never having that full on release. Now, like... 
I would say it had maybe like a form of an orgasm in some way, but a climax at least. A, yeah, a, but that if not first full time release. you you explore your body yourself and you're actually in charge of like how the touch is and that's a different orgasm altogether and nothing can ever compare to that i'm sorry interesting <laughs> so uh i i agree mine right my experience i i took ownership of all of that much earlier i i became aware of it i think i was like eight or nine and the neighbor's grandkid was over and we were playing on the tramp and we were playing this game where you would like mimic each other's actions like kind of like horse like you'd take the shot from the same place well you'd do a flip you'd and one of the actions that he said was masturbate and mm. he didn't actually he just meant to mimic the action right but this was the first time i'd ever heard of that like it had been talked about at my house but usually it was like pocket pool we talked about it. We called it pocket pool, which is a fun little, like, picture. I don't know where the hole is, but... Okay. Pocket pool. This episode is brought to you by Milton Bradley's Pocket Pool. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I learned, I knew about it. And then when I was about 13, I was in junior high, and I went into the bathroom and had some lotion and a Playboy. Nice. I don't remember what issue it was because I think I just flipped quickly through because I needed more stimulus and more visual stimuli. More visual stimuli. Uh, but then at the end it was like, oh shit, I didn't know that it was going to be such a mess. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the, one of the weirdest parts is that I, after it had happened, I saw what it looked like. And I remembered having to clean that off of the toilet from my older siblings. No. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I remember. Like, I was like, oh. I don't want to hear That's what this that. was the whole time? Ugh. So yeah, yours was better being 18. Like, I don't think I, it was, Gross. I think you probably would have benefited of, from taking ownership of that a little bit earlier. Absolutely. Maybe you wouldn't have been so reckless sexually yeah. if you had the <laughs> internal outlet. <laughs> Although I wasn't, so never mind. Because I did have that outlet and nobody was telling, I, it was True. widely known that I was doing it. I made a, it part of my personality. Yes, I remember dating you. I remember a teacher commented on it. Uh, the teacher who told you not to marry me. <laughs> they oh uh, had us writing in our journals every day. Yeah. And we were given an option. If you don't want me to read it, put do not read at the top, and I'll see that you've written a full page and give you credit. I put do not read, and I wrote about a time that I had masturbated, stayed home from school, sick, because I was sick, but I was also bored, and I woke up 
and there was a music video on and it was Jennifer Lopez waiting for tonight and I was like you know like I'm here I'm here I've got nothing else to do and then it led to a a record among my friends because we talked about it so much but I I wrote about it in my daily journal and then a couple weeks later um, this teacher walking down the hall and commented to my friends oh but it's not you that has the record Pete right that was really weird to me I didn't I was not comfortable with that like I should have known I'm turning something into a teacher but don't set something up that says do not like yeah, don't I set mean, up that trust and then break it like that yeah, that's right. it wasn't like if he had read something that had indicated a crime had occurred that that would be different but this is just a kid playing with himself a lot a Italy lot <laughs> oh man so much I, f- I did you when you did what how did you feel did you feel shame did you feel released did you feel oh good oh my god so that first release is like it's such a weird feeling because you do finally feel oh so like this is what they're talking about right but then it's immediate shame because you're not you were not supposed to touch yourself and especially the fact that I was never you know I mean I wasn't stupid or anything but like I didn't even get I don't even think my parents signed the the sex ed form yeah at which in Utah only gave them access to or they only allowed them to say that condoms were an option and they said no more about them yeah. That was what you had to sign a permission they, slip for. They did it for me, and maybe in high school, but still, I don't. I don't know. Sexual education—it—it's more about just reproduction, yeah. more than just reproduction. I do remember, though. I. It's about self-care too. Yeah, I took the morning care. after pill a lot. Be- oh, I wonder why. I, I, I mean, I didn't have access to condoms or anything. They wouldn't let me get on birth control because then If they found you with condoms. That I was sexually active. So, <clears throat> like, I, act- I had a friend who was on birth control and I would try to, like, you know, use her reasoning to get my parents to get me on birth control. And I dated a girl in high school who was of the same religion and we never slept together but we did date for a long time Mm -hmm. and she had to get on birth control for medical reasons and i remember everybody grilling us about the fact this does not mean that you have the go-ahead like it is still but like okay why not and that's that's a point that we're at as parents is... We had a lot of wandering hands. <laughs> Here's something that I wanted to talk about. I was pretty young, or I was pretty old when I learned that that our religion had... That you were required to tell somebody that you did things like that. Oh, I did... Yeah. Be- I was... Because I had drifted away, I was... 
part of it early on, and then I drifted away and then came back to it. In your late in, teens, right? In my late teens. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was hanging out with a bunch of guys from the football team. Right. And one of them said, oh, yeah, did you hear that so-and-so told their bishop that they masturbated? And I was like, wait, why would you do that? That seems mm-hmm. so... Right. And then it was months later that it was actually explained to me that okay so you want to go back even further to the first time that i had to tell a bishop oh because that was i had to tell a bishop about masturbating before you had to tell about something that with somebody else So when did you have to your first time you had to go to a bishop first time going to the bishop wasn't was when I was 17 because I didn't... Oh, because you weren't there. Okay, I did, so. But I remember being asked the questions at, um, I think, nine. I stopped going when I was around nine. Well, they were different questions for the youngers. It's still... I remember... I thought... That's how I learned what chastity was. Oh, okay. Shit. Because <laughs> I had to go yeah, home and look I it guess up. I, I mean, I did. So the first time I had to go to the bishop, uh, 13... I think. Okay, you're 13, and it wasn't for you hadn't had sex yet. You hadn't no masturbated yet. The partner that I was with fingered me. Ah. And fingered. Some Uh, manual stimulation. Manual stimulation. But yeah, going to the bishop and and like describing that and not I not necessarily knowing how to describe that to someone. Like, and then they're asking, like, did they put their fingers inside of you? Did they rub the outside of you? Like, what? This was also, because it's in a neighborhood ward, you are, you've known this person your whole life. You hang out with their children. Yeah, all the time. They know the kid you're talking about. It's such a strange situation. So, yeah. um, I remember the first time I was 17, I had just barely started going back to church, and I had messed up with the girl that had inspired me to start going back to church, and, like, we had done some manual stimulation. And I remember, like, feeling so much shame, like, because they tell you it's, if you sin, repent, and then do mm-hmm. it again, it's going to be a thousand times worse. Right, yeah. I remember that. Wow. And so, like, and I had plan. sinned a lot in my eyes. And uh, so I'm bringing all of that back on. But I would go through this, and I would tell, like, yeah, we did this. And then I'd always have it mapped out what I was going to say so they would know not to, so they would get less mad at me. Yeah, me too. Everyone did that. Everyone does that. Everyone tries to figure out the way to so, be truthful, but get the least. So really, I guess the first time I ever told a bishop about masturbating was at the same time I'd ever told a bishop about anything else, and mm-hmm. it was the same time I was telling him about sex. So, how old were you when you first had sex? Sixteen. Sixteen, me too. Uh, sophomores in high school. Freedom to drive. Yay. Yay. Sex times. Sex times. We did the sex times. Honestly, I think 16 is a reasonable age to have sex with other 16-year-olds. With other 16-year-olds. Yes. Yes. 
Mine was not with another 16-year-old. Um, mine, mine, she was 17. Right, so, I mean, within that... We went to, we were in the same grade. Yeah, within your age bracket, I would say. So, the person I was with was outside of that age bracket. Yeah, um, senior? A little bit further senior, senior. I guess they could have... It's weird to think of them as, like... They could have been seniors in college. Like a grandpa. Or grandma. That's Um, how the... That's how I'll draw the picture in the short story that I'll write (laughs) about you. (laughs) It's like... Because I have to use your pay in your stories. um, It's so difficult, though, because, like, this person truly was, like, one of the first people who interacted with me sexually that was, like super kind and wanted to spoil me and you know like bought me flowers all the time necklaces like all of the shit right and so it's easy to do when you're a grown adult yeah, with a full time so job I was to a 16 year old so girl like not that I thought that I loved them but oh my god I loved the attention right and I didn't want to give that up no way not that they gave me this attention prior to us fucking like we met the same night and then they got you drunk and yeah and like they I cried the whole time they were kind they (coughs) stopped they but still they were, they were outside of this I knew age you bracket. at 16. Yeah. I knew you at 16, and I know that you looked like a 16-year-old. I sure did. It didn't come out right away, so I was dating another fella outside of that age bracket as well. <laughs> Weird. Older men. But, <laughs> so I was dating someone outside of high school at the age of 16, who I was in a relationship with and we were absolutely having sexual intercourse. <laughs> um, but I didn't want my parents, I wanted my parents to accept him and have him in our lives. So I only told my parents that I was having sex with the old, I only had sex with the older one. And then with my boyfriend. That so wait, your parents, having, you tell them you had sex with somebody in their 20s and they must have been shocked and appalled and yeah they were ready to ship me off to washington to oh wait you yeah not no they, they didn't, didn't go after this no they didn't care about that this they... guy who preyed upon their 16 <laughs> year old daughter absolutely not because i had a reputation so my reputation i didn't know about that reputation I thought that I had to hide my reputation from really? you. In high, that's why. I was very, very concerned because remember you liked one of my other friends first and she obviously had a certain oh, reputation. And she so would have helped me with my reputation. <laughs> like not that bad reputation to improve my reputation. Well, that's what I'm saying is I thought you, you were interested in that and I was definitely not that. I um, overstepped my bounds by uh, inviting her to a Mormon acapella concert. <laughs> oh my god so that <laughs> we had known each other moment, for two years <laughs> in that moment you knew wow 
I knew that she was not the one for me. Oh man, just so you know, I was friends with that person and I was so angry that he was taking her. Just not that I cared about Mormon acapella, but I was so angry. Oh, but Mormon acapella is good. If there's one thing Mormons know, it's acapella. That's it is sure. music. Like, <laughs> yeah. To get back on track. Yeah, back on track. We are confessing our sin for our first times. There's not sins. But we were told, and we were at the sin part of it, so you had to okay. tell somebody. So it came out. How did it come out? It came out because I got caught on a sleepover, and so I didn't want to tell my parents that I was fucking this dude all night in our house. I wanted... Uh, so I said, I have that because... Okay, so they, like, caught us, and I was like, we didn't have sex, we didn't have sex. Of course we had sex. Um, but I kept telling my parents that, and they're like, well, we're going to take you to get tested, and we'll be able to tell. The doctor will be able to tell if oh, you've Oh, they're going to be able to tell if you've had... Yeah, so they were... That was their threat, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, this is how dumb I was, right? I was like, okay, 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 I've had sex. But it wasn't with this person. It was with this other guy who was... Um, older and you know I was drunk and I didn't you know like I told them everything and you know that was probably one of the instances that you know my mother was like you're always playing the victim but I mean I really was the victim in that instance but you know that's how things happened so but you were using you were at the moment you were trying to use that as uh, to get out of to sidestep the current guy. Oh yeah, because I want I, I did really want them to like the boyfriend that I had because I wanted to prove everyone wrong. I wanted to show people that And if I admit to this other thing yeah. that was that you think is wrong, you're going to believe me about this thing. Right. And, and he knew too. He knew how yeah. to fit try to fit the mold for the family. Oh yeah, because he he was an addict, so he knew how to manipulate long before he I could came fit along. into any yeah. situation probably. Yeah, so, and we were both really great at it. So, they they catch you on the sleepover, and you have to go tell. Yep. And, I mean, that's the only way I could get them off my back. Like, like they made you? Yeah, like, I had to go take care of this with the church, right? I had to make things right with God. I had to... Well, you're not planning to do it again, are you? Right. I had and I had to prove to them, and by going to repent would prove to them that I'm not going to do it again. So, um, but I don't if you remember. Repent and do it again. Oh Jeez. boy, Whew. that is the weight of uh, all of the sins. But I go repent. I don't remember which bishop it was. At at that time in my life, like everything was just kind of like going through the motions. Like, I, I didn't give a fuck. I the just, only bishops you had during that time were parents of your friends. Yeah, of my best friends, by the way. Because I knew yeah, them. Of my closest friends. so And I, I knew their older siblings. Them. Yeah, had to confess to them the things that I was doing. And then they were supposed to send their children to hang out with me. Come on now. You know, like, I was... I was the one causing Ooh, all a butterfly, the butterfly, a monarch. I do think that... Oh, what a beautiful butterfly. One of the set of parents blamed me for a lot of 
their child's issues. Um, the other one didn't really give a flying fuck, but... Yeah. Unfortunate. <coughs> so you had to go tell somebody about that. My first time, I didn't have to tell right away because it was years later. Like, a couple years later when I had decided to go back to church. Mm-hmm. But my first time having sex was uh, the summer after my sophomore year of high school. I was dating a girl who had run away from her parents. Like, she'd run away from home, her and her sister, and they were living with a girl that they knew who had been emancipated but was living with somebody, and the lady that she was living with or that, that they were all kind of living with, mm-hmm. was on vacation, so we threw a party. And it was, oh, fuck. It was Labor Day weekend. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. It was Memorial Day weekend because it was going into summer. Whew. Okay. It's not this weekend. Uh, because that would make a difference. <laughs> you know, vibes and stuff. Okay. Memories, okay. they do weird things. True. But it, we were... I had been hopeful, and we had been dating for three whole months. Wow, that is like that is a years lifetime in teen years. Yeah, but uh, it, it finally happened. We went to the shower, and there were in still in the a, shower. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awful. For and there her. was a glass shower case, oh. and a couple minutes into it, one of my friends pressed his junk against the glass and that is your first time that is my first time wow, wow. and that is where it ended i mean better than my first time but still so, wow i remember i made a bunch of chicken i tried to make you know the teriyaki chicken that i love i'm really good at making it now although i don't eat chicken uh-huh because if we don't eat chicken, you have to say you don't eat chicken if you talk about chicken. Yeah, you have to, obviously. But I, a friend and I tried to make that at that party for everybody. And we, like, boiled the chicken halfway before we marinated it because somebody told us that's what you have to do. And, like, I think we got a lot of kids oh. sick. <laughs> wow. They weren't throwing up from drinking too much at that house party. Oh my god. Pete. <laughs> oh, that was fun. But yeah, that was at a house party and there was a smushed rat that ended it all. That's okay. what you call that. You, you junk up against a window. Oh, gross. It's a smushed rat. Come on. like. I... You have taught me so many phrases since we've been married. It's ridiculous. They keep coming, too. I know. I could just start making them up. You really could, and I'd be like, a what? And you'd tell me. Oh, that's a falsetto giant. (laughs) Okay. Okay, what do you think a falsetto giant would be? I just made it up, but what weird terminology would that be? I don't know. It's kind of scary, though. That scares me, that one. Would it be like a band? Now I'm getting like, I'm picturing a giant that's false singing falsetto, and what that would sound like to us. Wait, I thought we were 
speaking in sexual terms. We were, but and now I, what a, what but if, now I'm picturing an actual falsetto giant. Oh my god, Pete, you've got you've got to like keep me on what? Like fee fi fo fum. You picture that in a deep. But what if it's like this? Oh, you do. You do. Jack and the Beanstalk is all about. (laughs) What else is it about? You reach up in there and you grab a golden egg. You reach up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You need to calm down with that. (laughs) It needs to pipe down with that. So, uh... So we've covered all our first times. Well, that was my first time, uh... Yeah, my first time having sex was with a teenage runaway. A teenage It ended with a smushed rat. I hope she's doing okay. The weirdest thing is that when my friends took me out to lunch the day of our wedding, Mm -hmm. she was my waiter. I didn't know she worked at this place at the Chili's. Oh, yeah, and then I don't really remember... I remember there was a whole bunch, because I had had so many sex, that when I had to tell the bishop my first time, oh, man, there was was so much. And then I had also had to tell them about drugs and stealing. Jeez. Because I was a juvenile delinquent. At least I tried to be. (laughs) I would just leave out that shit that I was doing, because I was stealing, too. Like, I think it was, like, our generation I didn't just know that you were a stealer and oh hell yes especially when they first started like you know like the self checkouts I was stealing so much shit <laughs> you can't get away with that anymore but you know it's life uh, why are you flagging that will you kill that thing on there is that you a spider but I can't. Is, that a, is that a spider is that a spider Please, is it a spider? Here, here's a fly swatter for the spider. Please I kill the spider. Here, protect me, please. I am, I don't. Oh, come on. Please kill the spider. Pete, I don't know where it is. Okay, just keep an eye, just keep whatever else you're doing. Okay, Have one eye looking for it. All of the things. All right. Sometimes spiders happen. I wish they didn't. Take care of them. Breathe, Peter. Let me rub your sternum like Frankie. (laughs) Um, I've never had to tell the. I've never had to confess anything since marriage, except for like. It was weird confessing masturbation while married because, like, I'm going in. It's like feeling this, like, I have let my entire family down. Any chance that I have of being called to any... Did you ever get in trouble for that? Or was it just like, all right, we know you do it, but like... They didn't let me take this, the, the bread. Oh. Like, how, what was, did you get punished when you were in, when you were 12? Or 13? Oh, yeah, I got punished. Like, there was, it was like three months or something. You can't have a calling or go to the temple or. So, at a time when one of the common social gatherings is going to do. Temple work, yeah. 
and it's like, hey, let's go. You have I to mean, figure every, out a but reason. Like everyone knew anyway because we're teens and we're all doing the same thing with one another. Every single one in that ward had the same experience with that same dude. Like they did that with everyone. And like everyone, you know. But even still, like the other oh, the other experiences with other boys in that ward, or you know, like I knew the stories of my friends who lived there, so it was yeah, so same experiences, and also like, yo, once we got married, who was our first like poly experience with? Was it someone outside of a church? Outside of our church? No, it was not. It was <laughs> with friends that we had met through that through church. Through the church. So, like, let's calm down with all the judgment. <laughs> so, uh, you been watching anything? Tell us what Grace and Frankie have been up to. Oh my god, I love them so much. There was this episode on Grace and Frankie where they both throw their backs out. And <laughs> I had thrown my back out <laughs> at the same time. That You've had a bad back since you were 18. I remember when yeah. we started dating i know i was always you like, were already my back and in a chiropractic treatment plan <laughs> it was getting orthotics i remember that's just and you hated them oh my god they because they hurt so much and they're like the pain will go away once we correct and okay well it hurt too much so i gave up <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think of your treatment plan yeah Shit, just crack my back and let me go it. on. I know. Just like nice little massage. Okay. So anyway, that was a super fun episode. They threw their backs out and... Uh, because I was just like in it with them You threw the your ground. back out at the same time you got to the episode of them throwing your backs <laughs> out. I don't know. that. It's such a great show because it makes me feel things. I don't know. I think I'm going to stop reading Redwall. I'm kind of bored. Yeah, it, when you get to that point with books, you have to just move on. I just finished the first third of the book, and like if somebody tells me, no, that's when it gets good, I'll keep reading. But I think I'm going to put it down and pick up that one book, the Terry Gillum, I think. the He co-wrote Good Omens, the Discworld book that I got. It's not the first in the series, but I'm just going to fucking jump in and oh, read it. Oh, but I've already returned that, so... Jacques! Bibby, it wasn't... I don't know what j'accuse means. I think it means I accuse you of something. Well, but she just admitted to it. I thought I was doing something good there. You were. People need but... my books. But what the hell am I going to read? Oh, you wanted me to read a book? Anxious People. I do want you to read that book, and I think we should talk about it on the podcast. Okay. I also need to read... Uh, next on my reading list is... This is a book for the children parents of gay kids yes that's a by great Kristen... book, but it's not necessarily a book you need to read straight through it's maybe more of a book that you can use as a reference like ah, when you're that's good having a difficult time period you can kind of look up that specific scenario really Although, that's good thank you um, for you can read it straight through and it's great that way as well but because i've been intimidated by picking up a book that's that it's that would be an intense topic because it is, it's but a difficult great, topic. There's great stories in there, and it it brings hope because it's opening up the conversation for parents to understand their children when you know they were raised a certain way to believe certain things, and okay. but they love their kids and they want to 
support their children. So. Then I'm putting down Redwall. Who cares what happens with Clooney the Scourge and Martin the Warrior? Yes, let us move on to they. They, they took the tapestry. I lost all hope anyway. Other books. And like scenarios. they took the they took the tapestry of Martin the Warrior. And what's Matthias gonna do? He's all beat up. Okay, corn so flowers, like, finish the book. Corn I don't flowers. Dad got stabbed here. on the way out by Shadow. But then uh, Celeste, this badger or whatever like killed the the rat and then like Clooney just runs off and it there's no hope so you know anytime I'm you bored. say Clooney I just think of George Clooney so like as I, you should he's the only you it, can picture a, is that like, how you say that character's name or do you just insert Clooney as it's C-L-U-N-Y so I still haven't mm. honestly I talk about it more. I've I've tried. I've talked about it more than I've wanted to because I wanted to be interested in it because I've heard people talk about it. Yeah. But like, I don't give a fuck about these rats. <laughs> All right, moving on. Give me a number, Pete. Let's go with twenty-four. Twenty-four. Fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ah. Uh, what my... does that mean to you, Pete? Read it one more time for me once again. Fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. Well, I think that if you are afraid to do something, you never try. And if you never try, you there's zero chance. That's the only way there's zero chance of something happening is if there's not an attempt. So, many people, and I think everybody, let's fear stop them from doing one thing or the other so fear defeats all the things whatever the rest of that quote said because i'm bad at remembering things that are read to me fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world (laughs) Um, what does it mean to you bruh on a personal level that I feel like I've been trained to fear so many different things. And, like, I remember as a kid, I used to be terrified of, like, spirits showing up in the night because my religion taught that a kid, you know, had spirits show up and tell him to start this new religion. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm too young for that. I did not want to do that. I didn't want spirits Uh showing up. So there was that fear. There was, like... I remember going to, like, so many funerals as a kid. Like, why were so many people dying? And seeing people in Because families are so and, big. And, like, uh, I don't know. So I feel like the fear is very trained. I feel like I want to let go of the fear and just be done with it at this point. And I, I totally relate to that. Yeah, it's, it's stopped me my entire life. Wow. Fear of letting people down. I like. I have to have people love me. Fear of not having someone love me. Oh my god, I cannot survive that. And especially if there are spirits around you that you're afraid of already. Yeah, and they're always uh, there. Jeez, I never like, had. I never had like that kind of ghosty fear. Really? Yeah. I always did. Always. That's why I hated My Girl. I cannot watch My Girl. I don't really? want to see that shit. Uh. Uh-uh. I'm not watching that uh, ever again. So, like, you'll post about it. That movie taught me about that movie taught me about death. That movie and Final Fantasy VII taught mm-hmm. me about death so much. 
Ma, I experienced it too much. And for the most part, like, I don't even remember who or, you know, it was just, I just felt like it was a lot of funerals. And it was probably only like two or three, right? But as a child, that's a lot. <laughs> I remember traveling somewhere far across the state for a funeral when, at, when I was a young age. And what I remember of that story was somebody in the car told an abortion joke. Wow. About a, about an abortion in a in a whorehouse. It was the way it was phrased. Mm-hmm. I won't repeat the, but I I repeated this joke once to somebody around the same age I heard it. <laughs> oh god. I had no idea what I was talking about. Mhm. Ugh, man. So I on that trip uh, to I remember that and I remember playing my Game Boy. And I remember I was really I had the light for it and I was really thankful for the light so I could play it in the car. And I I think I had some blob game. I don't even remember what it was called. It was some blob game and I also had a a what Looney Tunes game with uh, where you were uh, what's the stupid rabbit's name? You know, Bugs Bunny. You were Bugs. It was a Bugs Bunny game, and you would run, and you'd push up on a door, and then you could put in a code to get to a later level. And sometimes I would just mess around with the codes, and I got to a couple on those. Same thing with the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey one, which was weird because Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was also about death on the way to a funeral. Whoa. Whoa. And I remember playing that and listening, and there's a lot of cool scenery on the a road trip, and I didn't know the guy who died, and that was... A f- so I went in and stood around, then got back in the car and played my Game Boy some more. And practiced how to retell that abortion joke. Oh, sad. I mean, I guess that can lead into current topics about what's going on. Yeah, like... Pete, how are you feeling? shouldn't be asking how you're feeling. I'm not going to have an abortion. It's just like... So, I remember as a kid... um, A lot of people might need to. I did a report on that there's no way I would ever be okay with anyone having an abortion. Uh, and I was what, ninth grade, so I was 14, 15. And like, I remember just being so passionate in that essay and I was adamant about that. And as I got older, you know, I still held to the belief that like it it's not something that I I would do it's not something you know I would try to find other options or whatever but ultimately like it's my decision and so my my opinion kind of changed because I don't I don't feel like anyone should be making a decision about my body other than me unless you know, I'm like, you know, if I wasn't capable of caring for myself or something like that. But as a woman, I, like, it's my body. I, <laughs> if you understood the changes that women go through in order to have a child, like, 
wow, you know. The, I also changed my opinion on the matter. Not that it matters because, hey, yeah. it's another a white, another white person telling you what, no. who can't get pregnant telling you what they think, and. But I grew up in part of a culture that demonized this so I never had a chance to view it through another lens Mm -hmm. but the one thing that changed my opinion on it was learning that the fact that banning abortion doesn't stop abortion from happening no it makes it more dangerous for everyone and we always tie it back to pop culture and do you remember watching the movie Revolutionary Road no, I don't remember. Movies. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet movie. It's in the fifties. They are getting. Okay. He's a he's like a madman style guy, and they're getting ready to uproot their life to go live their dream in Paris, and she gets pregnant, and I think she fucks the neighbor. Uh. A, but because she's getting preg- because she got pregnant, now their life plans are all right. in disarray and they were finally happy again and all of these things and she ends up going and getting a a secret abortion and it kills her in the movie Aww. oh spoiler alert for revolutionary road oscar winning or at least nominated I mean, movie I'm from sure it's okay. 12 it's years like 12, okay it's 12 years old like that's fine we can give the What's the grace? Ten years? <laughs> uh, in the Sandlot, they end up getting the ball back, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, ab- abortion. It's if you can't get pregnant, you shouldn't come, be making the choice. Yeah, but everything should come down to not like, that if you can't get pregnant. If let some people be and make I don't know why just be caring and loving and why wouldn't we want to like help anyone who's going through this difficult difficult decision like why wouldn't we want to be supportive and loving and like oh my god what can we do to help you through this time versus you should go to hell you know like my thoughts now are if you are against abortion please tell me what you are doing to help prevent unwanted pregnancies are you out there advocating for better sexual education are you out there advocating for uh, easier access or even free access to birth control no you're just here wanting to demonize somebody who messed up what are you doing or to help the foster care system? That's what I want to know. Oh, there are so many children in that thing. It's Ugh. overrun. <sighs> well, we are rounding out an hour of letting people talk to us or listen to us talk. And vent. Thank you for being here. I feel I feel um, rejuvenated yeah. for some reason. So. Uh, I have this Harry Potter wand here, and I'm going to... Wait, before we sign off. I'm going to do my Harry Potter voice. 
Okay, but before you sign off with Harry Potter, I need to let everyone know that I have blue hair now, and I'm so happy about it. Your hair. Okay, now, off you go, Harry Potter. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm Harry Potter. And I'm wishing you a very jaded day. Oh, wait, that's not good. Um. I don't know. Have a good day. Find us places. Uh, find us at mjadedworld.com. We'll link to it in the stuff. Be cool to people. And Boop. Boop. This is a time check. Now we're checking the time. I didn't mean the time. time. Okay. Oh, that was a kombucha bottle opening. That's all that you heard. Keep walking. Keep walking. So, uh, this is a sound check. I earlier misnamed this the time check for some reason. Some people might know the oh, reason. Oh, but I believed you when you said sound is time. Yeah, but I wasn't recording that, so... Um, oh, right. They weren't here for that then. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to push record. On the, first, on the first time check, and then I repeated the okay. mistake of calling a sound check a time check the second time. Hmm, interesting. But I'm going to play this back and listen to it and see how it sounds. But okay, one minute. I guess this is up close real quick in the current positioning that we're in. Um, up close and then far away. Like, I'm back. currently all the way back in my chair. This is how I would sit in a chair. I'm going to go get the headphones so that I can listen to this, so that we can do a little bit of a listen-y-loo. But here we go. Mm -hmm. 